Taking us into episode three of Music's Elite Seat podcast is the incredible Mike Sleeth. I was very, very lucky to get this interview with Mike just as he came off a year-long tour with Shawn Mendes and was about to embark on another one, which I believe you can now watch on Netflix, the Wonder Tour. I think that's the one that we spoke just before. Um, I was studying in London at the time. I was studying my master's degree in music like I say in the first couple of minutes of the conversation, uh, and then that I wanted to go on to become a pro musician, which now I'm very, very fortunate that I get to do. Uh, Mike has done pretty much every gig that a musician would want to do. It's like remarkable, the list. I'll, I'll put the list in the bio. But, you know, it's every major TV show in the UK and the US, you know, Wembley, you know, all Madison Square Garden, all like the most incredible venues um but just to top it off just a genuinely genuinely lovely person great guy great conversation and i was very fortunate that i got to meet up with mike when he played with sean in radio one's biggest weekend when it came to swansea in wales i was very very lucky uh something that i'll never forget is that i was watching 30 seconds to mars standing next to the great mike sleeth so this is the conversation that happened in 2017 uh, I hope you really enjoy it as much as I did, and uh, go and give Mike a follow on uh, on his Instagram. And whilst you're at it, follow Music's Elite Seat on Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Thank you. Dan, what's hey, up, man? How are you? How are you? Not too bad. Not too bad. I'm sorry, this is taking so long. Sort of person. <laughs> huh? Good to finally meet you, sort of in person. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? Not too bad. Yeah? Just working away. Cool. How about you? Yeah, I'm good. Uh, just to give you kind of a bit of background, because obviously we've only really spoken about trying to organise this thing. Yeah. Uh, so I'm currently studying my master's in music. Oh, cool. Uh, so I really want to uh, become a professional drummer uh, yeah. as, of, as of next year. That's like the kind of plan that I'm going for. Um, cool. So this kind of started as just like a project, but then... Um, what I that I noticed there was like a a kind of commonality in a lot of the what musicians were saying is that when they were when they were you know younger they didn't have any link to like these type of musicians that are actually out there doing these shows and stuff like that. Yeah. So I was like, oh, it's actually really quite. I actually really enjoy it, and obviously you get to converse with people who are who are doing it, you know. So oh. I thought I'd carry on. So today I've done four. Um, I've done two drummers. So I've done Nate Morton. Off the voice, okay. yeah. Um, and I've done. Have I done two? Oh no, the other one was a bassist off the UK Voice. Okay. And then the other one was uh, the keyboardist for Adele. Oh, crazy! Yeah. So I've done a, I've done a few, and they've, I, I've absolutely loved them. So I thought, why not carry on, right? Absolutely. Well, Nate. Um, I think I met Nate when we did the Voice. He's like the uh, nicest yeah. guy ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And yeah, he seems super cool. He's like incredibly good as well. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, you got me. You're playing on the voice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cool. So, is it cool to record the conversation just so I can transcribe it all? Of course. Awesome. Of course. So. Cool. So we'll dive in. Yeah. So you've just come off tour with Shawn Mendes, um, which not only included kind of arena shows, but numerous talk shows, award shows, kind of everything you can name. How did all yeah. that go? It was really good. Um, yeah, we, 
what did we do? We kind of just finished a big promo run um, in, I guess it was like uh, near the end of last year, and we did, um, so we went all through Europe, and we did, all, like yeah, like you say, we did all those talk shows and stuff. It's really cool. Um, and now we're starting, next week we go to Japan, and we kind of do the same thing in Japan. Uh, and yeah, so we do like a bit of promo in Japan, and then uh, and then we start like his next world tour next month. Wow! And how long is that yeah. tour? Yeah, it should be crazy. How long is that yeah, one? So, sorry. How long is that world tour? That goes well. They're still adding dates, but it's going like right into February of two thousand eighteen. <laughs> yeah, so it's a very aggressive tour. So you're gonna be on tour for a long time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we do. Pretty much the whole world. I mean, minus, like, we don't go to Africa. Yeah. Unfortunately, I'd love to do Africa. <laughs> other than that, we do, like, everything. Yeah. So amongst the shows, you've obviously played in the UK. You've played on Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon and the Generous, kind of American Music Awards. Yeah. Did any of you in the band, including Sean, kind of see the mass success that he's having around the world? Yeah, he for sure. Yeah. Like, well, I, I even... Because I've been working with them for about two years now. And when we started, it was kind of like whenever we do these shows, we he was kind of the opener, you know, or like a smaller kind of act. But they're obviously, they're large shows, you know. So we already, you know, his kind of place placement within the show was kind of, you know, as an opener kind of thing. Um, and now it's kind of, when we come through, it's, he's one of the bigger kind of artists. Yeah. So like, kind of noticed that it's gotten really cool. Also, the amount of girls waiting outside hotels <laughs> definitely changed. <laughs> it yeah. started off being a couple, and now it's like into the hundreds, <laughs> to the point where he can't leave the hotel. But. Yeah, I bet it's quite a surreal life, though, right? Yeah, yeah, it's very well. It's very cool just being, you know, kind of an outsider, seeing, you know, seeing what he goes through, like his the trials and and stuff. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's pretty interesting. It's, it's kind of... It seems like a really kind of uh, normal, like, he seems that type of person on the yeah. other side of it, you know? Yeah, he's he's extremely just normal, down to earth. Um, almost like he thinks it's normal. <laughs> like, what's going on is just, like, normal. It's just, like, a kind of, you know, yeah. like, just another day kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's really interesting. <laughs> So, leading from those last questions, what were some of the major steps that you took to get you to this point? Um, like, as far as, uh, Just kind of like, like mm -hmm. are myself to be able to do those? Uh, yeah, kind of like how, you know, there's never really a blueprint to things, to things like that, but is there kind of this thing led to that thing, and then, you know, here you are, or? Yeah, like, like for me, I, um, I tried to get into school. We have a pretty good music program here in Toronto. Um, it's at a school called Humber. And right out of high school, I went and I tried. I auditioned. I didn't get in that year. I, I worked so hard, so hard on everything I thought I I should know. Couldn't get in. So I was heartbroken. <laughs> I'm like, this is crazy. But I was touring with a band at the time. And we were doing pretty well in Canada. Um, so then I auditioned again the following year. Still didn't get in. Like, <laughs> Who was auditioning? <laughs> it was like, like Nick Bird was auditioning, you know, at the same time. But I still didn't get in. I'm telling you, I was working like crazy. And then I auditioned the third year in a row, and they denied me again. <laughs> and so I was like, you know what? This is I can't. That's I can't do that. So yeah. I um I was touring with this band, and 
you know, the most, the biggest kind of shows we were doing was maybe like, you know, maybe at most like a thousand people a night or something, you know, like five, 500, like in that kind of range. Um, so I was very comfortable in that kind of world. And then I randomly got a call from this other, this, he's a larger Canadian artist called uh, Jesse LaBelle. And so then I went and did a gig with him to like two to 3000 people. And it was like, oh my god this is it like I was, I was so frightened so each different step it's kind of been like it's been like a stepping stone you know there's been stepping stones every single kind of way there was ne never anything that like necessarily totally prepared me but it was just the previous thing i had done i guess prepared me for the you know there's but there's no good way to prepare to go on saturday night live you know yeah. or like or like jimmy fallon <laughs> like there's no you just have to do it and then you just gotta you know, that's what I found at least. Yeah. Like, Steve Fallon is the scariest because... You've got Questlove sitting probably, like, got not too far from you. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, we, we go and we sit down and it's kind of like, you know, we kind of rehearsed and and Quest and everybody were in the building the whole day and I, I, I got to say hi to him. <laughs> and stuff. So I was a little, my nerves were a little bit, you know, a little bit better. But then you sit down and you're getting ready to play and the roots play, play you out. So you're sitting there. <laughs> Jimmy Fallon's on one side, and then the Roots are on the other side, and they're playing you out. And Jimmy Fallon says, "Oh, here's Shawn Mendes," and then Love like stares over at the drums, and I'm there, and I'm like, "Oh God!" <laughs> so I mean, but then after doing that, now I feel like after yeah, kind of like you know that was like one of the worst, not the worst, but the yeah. most high pressure things. You could yeah, do. I can imagine. <laughs> yeah. So is it Fair quite surreal? For, is it surreal for you as well as a musician, kind of doing these gigs? Absolutely. Yeah, it like it doesn't get normal really. No, I can't like, imagine it would. Yeah, like I found myself like the other we did the European Music Awards. Yeah. And um I was introduced to Trey Cool from Green Day. Yeah. You know, the drummer of Green Day? Yes. Yeah. I, I grew up listening to Green Day. <laughs> and then so we started talking and then you know, and then we we talked for maybe ten minutes or something and then I kinda like, you know, left him and did some other stuff. And then I see him again and he's like, Mike, what's happening? I'm like, hey, Trey, how are you? And then we went to this after party, and I started part I was partying with them, and it was like, if I, I, you could never have told me that that would have happened when I was 14. That is crazy. <laughs> that is crazy. So, well, talking about, yeah, when you were younger, um, was there always kind of a desire to be a professional? Yeah. Oh, from, from quite a young age? Yeah, it was always like, I was always in bands, because I, I think at, at that you know, when you when you're just starting, you can't you can't really get on these huge gigs right away. Or I, I see it happening where like you know somebody will kind of get lucky and or not lucky, you know, have the right have the right yeah. chops, the place at the right time, and you get on this huge gig. Um, but it didn't happen like that for me. I had to I had to go from one gig to another gig, and in Canada, like there's not as much touring as there is uh, elsewhere. I find you know like um, we work with a lot of people from the UK, and there's you know, I guess you'd know better than better than anybody, but like, there's acts that just tour the UK and they make a, a awesome living just touring the UK. Yeah. There's maybe two acts like that in Canada, like right now. And if you don't get on one of those those tours, you know, you're you're screwed. So there's yeah. literally two tours to get on. <laughs> there's not a lot of options. Um. Yeah. Where was I going with that? <laughs> Um, so did you kind of have a plan, or was it just you played in a band that led to another band? Yeah, so I just always played in these bands, and my whole thing was I can't, I can't make the band bigger, 
but all I can do, you know, like personally, I can't like, I'm not like much of a songwriter. So like, all I can do is build up my chops and make myself better. And then in the back of my head, if I get really, really good, if I really get really good, then the band's going to be really good. But that's not clearly not the yeah. case. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But so I did like all the things that I could do to to do that. So I just practiced constantly. And then from that, I guess then, you know, you get into these different, you get these different opportunities and either you do a good job or you do a bad job. But like, luckily I was able to do an okay job and then get more of the opportunities and more of the opportunities. And then, yeah. So were you, were you taught for any of those years? Uh, was I touring? Taught. Like, did you have a teacher? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I studied privately with, yeah. um, uh, a lot of different people out here. Um, and yeah, they kind of like, like, um, yeah, they, they gave me a lot of like the fundamentals and stuff like that as far as, um, playing but I, I was touring a lot so I got to it was cool because I got to like see a lot of these these big acts up up close and personal and see what the drummers were doing and then I would rip them off you know <laughs> not like not rip them off but I would just like do exactly what they yeah, were doing like yeah. one day I would want to be this drummer <laughs> this yeah. is you know this is what I was like you know yeah eight, like you know, 17 18 19 kind of thing and then one day i'd want to be this drummer so i would do everything that he would do and then i would realize that's not really right for me and then i would be another drummer <laughs> yeah. and then yeah and then i kind of gave up on all that and i just decided to be myself <laughs> yeah that's cool well you get to see these guys up close and i mean there's no better way than to learn off someone who's have they have yeah. they all been because obviously that's naturally the person you'd go to in the other band right is probably the drummer first yeah. What are they, how, what have they been like? Like like just other drummers? Yeah. They've been really cool. Like um uh I was uh, really into Blink-182 when I was growing up. I was like a pop punk kind of yeah. guy. <laughs> so um Sean's security guard used to be Travis Barker's security guard. So um we played the American Music Awards with with um uh yeah, with Sean and Travis was there playing with the Chainsmokers. Yeah. And then, so all along, I kept on saying to his security guard, Jake, I was like, you have to introduce me to Travis Barker. It's so important to me. So then, um, yeah, so then, like, I, you know, I, I waited, not outside Travis's trailer, but I kind of <laughs> waited around the area. He's like, he's like, if you're around here, when the time is right, I'll take you in and meet you know, Travis. So I kind of just, like, hung around, hung around, and then he's like, all right, let's go. So I went in, and then he brought me into Travis's trailer, and he's like, oh, I, I gotta go, I'll be back. And then, so me and Travis are just in, <laughs> alone, and he had his he had his practice set up, like, in the trailer. Um, and it was just like, you know those, like, kind of practice pad drum sets? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like Zildjian, uh, uh, Zen symbols, or Zen? Oh, yeah, 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 the C-Gen or something, right? C-Gen, yeah, those, yeah. like, um. Uh, just with the holes in it and, yeah. and so he would just sit there and practice and I was like just out of curiosity like what do you do to warm up and he started showing me some like different things and I was like this is fun <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so he was so nice and he was so yeah so That's just weird so down to show me stuff yeah but then the craziest thing after that I was on a high I was like I've met you know I've met my absolute <laughs> I'm like I could talk to anybody and Vinny Cayuto was there he was <laughs> with Sting so then he was just like hanging outside the backstage area and just kind of standing there waiting. Like we sound checked before Sting, um, and then Sting was getting ready to sound check. So he was just kind of like standing there, hanging out, and there was nobody around him. And I was like, 
fuck it, I met Travis Barker, I'm like, I can meet this guy. So I went up and I was like, hey, I'm going to hate myself if I don't at least say hi. I'm like, my name's Mike, and introduce myself. And we stood there and talked for like a good 20 minutes. Yeah, it was unreal. <laughs> like, Vinny Kuda, he's like... He's like God, yeah. Legend, like, yeah. hasn't he played with? That's uh, <laughs> ludicrous. Yeah. So, but like even shaking his hand, I was like, wow, I've just like got. <laughs> you never wash that hand again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, literally in the, in the course of two months, I met all of my idols. Not all of my idols, <laughs> but yeah. like a good portion of them. Well, I'm sure if you haven't met them yet on the world tour, I'm, I'm pretty sure you'll meet them then. Here's hoping. Yeah. <laughs> so what's, what's your kind of, this is a, quite a difficult question i suppose because you're always on the move but what would be your like average day um like average day on the road yeah or like when you know when you're at home or i suppose that's a, you know it probably varies quite quite a lot depending where you are yeah yeah like well on the road i i'm, I'm able to get a, a bit better of a routine happening than when i'm at home um so on the road every single morning um yeah, I try to wake up early, you know, and like, uh, gotta gotta hit the gym because all these other guys hit the gym too. So if I don't hit the gym, I'm like, you don't want a fat drummer. <laughs> so um, uh, yeah, and then and then so I'll I'll kind of like hit the gym and then practice for like as long as I can. I kind of like I I'd like to a lot like two hours, kind of just in a hotel, um, and I sort of put together kind of a mock like drum set, um, like I take around like a practice pad and stuff and. And I like to practice with these, like, big heavy sticks. Yeah. So a little bit, or at least warm up. Um, and, yeah, just put on a click, and, like, I, I sometimes bring around books and just, like, work through books. Um, or at least just to get, like, an idea of just, like, uh, there's just one I've been working on that, like, uh, it's called um, New Breed by oh, somebody. okay, yeah, yeah. Is that one? Yeah, I know that. It's cool. Great for independence, like yeah. you know, it just gives you like great ideas of, as far as what yeah. to do with your, you know. So I kind of put together that, do that for a couple hours on show days. We don't have to go in until like, you know, like three or four usually, because like they kind of, you know, they set everything up yeah. and and that kind of thing. So it gives us a lot of time to just focus on your craft, right? Like you know, um, it's a lot more work if you're you know, touring with a smaller artist, I would say, yeah, you know, and, yeah, yeah. uh, where you have to like do a lot of the, your own setting up and stuff. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So then, then we'd go to soundcheck and then right after soundcheck, I always, I always kind of have sticks just chilling in the green room. And like, I try to try to just stay warmed up, you know, like, yeah. Uh, but yeah. What? Yeah. And then sometimes we go sightsee a bit. <laughs> yeah. Do you get much, do you get a lot of time to do that kind of thing? Yeah, like definitely. Can, I mean, can not Sean, like a crazy amount of time. Do that? Is that like, um, you know, can he go out and I saw um, on your like uh, Instagram videos and stuff, you in, you when you're in Sydney, you were doing like boat tour and is, yeah, is, is he kind of can he go and do those kind of things? Yeah, for the most part. I mean, uh, he likes to Snapchat and do stuff <laughs> like that. So <laughs> I notice a lot of times like he'll Snapchat like he where like he's somewhere or something like that. And then we'll just be walking through the city, and then you just see girls running around <laughs> looking for all these like different things they saw. Oh, <laughs> we were rehearsing in we were rehearsing at uh, um, oh my god, I'm not gonna remember the place, but it was in the UK. We did all of our all of our European tour uh, rehearsals 
production rehearsals in, in the UK last year. And I think the front of house guy was sort of messing around with something and Sean was filming him. And right behind there was the sign for the rehearsal place. And Sean laughed and it was at the end of the kind of day and we were like packing up, getting ready to getting ready to move on. And about 10 girls run through the back of this place, <laughs> run in. They're like, is Sean here? Is Sean here? I was like, how did you know we were here? And I looked at Snapchat and I was like, oh. But yeah, so to answer your question, he can't do like he can't do that kind of stuff. Yeah. So routine. So what about when you're at home? Do you kind of are you are you a bit less disciplined? Um, I would say like I practice on like I'm I'm in front of my this is my drums right here. <laughs> nice. So like I'm I'm getting ready for. Uh, yeah, I play with a bunch of different artists as is that well. Your house. So, what's that? Is that your house? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. I got, <laughs> Again, electronic drums. That is sick. Yeah, this is, those ones are crazy. What a setup. That's, uh, yeah. Yeah, those are the, uh, those, like, electronic things. I did yeah. this, your, um, I did this, uh, US tour with this artist. Do you ever, you know Jesse McCartney? Yeah. Yeah, so I did a tour with him maybe a year and a half ago. Maybe it's, like, two years. Yeah. And they wanted me to play all electronics. So I had to get this ridiculous, <laughs> I, I wasn't going to go out and play like, <laughs> you know, like kind of a lesser kind of electronic kit. So I had to get, I figured if I'm going to do this, I need the best <laughs> that yeah, Yamaha yeah, make. Yeah. Because you're, um, you're with Yamaha, right? Yeah. So they did they help you with that? They help, yeah. <laughs> like you don't get anything for free. I yeah. mean, maybe some people do, but. <laughs> oh, do you have the money for it? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Like, um. I mean, you don't pay like you don't pay the full. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, they definitely they they definitely help you a lot. Yeah. But uh, yeah, this thing retails for like seven grand or something. <laughs> it's like ridiculous. <laughs> that is like, crazy. Who? I don't know. It's very good. <laughs> yeah. So apart from Shawn Mendes, you you like you just mentioned, you played with Jesse McCartney, you played with Conor Maynard, Cody Simpson, yeah. those kind of people. So how did you go about getting those type of gigs? Um, with each one, it was just sort of, like, I, I've done a, to be honest, like, I haven't done that many auditions. It's all just been, uh, word of mouth, right. and, you know, I'm, I'm pretty, like, personal. Yeah. <laughs> I like to go out and, you know, if, I, I talk, I love to just talk to people. I love people in general. So, I, I'm always friends with all of the stagehands, all yeah. of the techs, all the men, you know, like, I, I just kind of like to talk to everybody. Um, and yeah, so through that, I've been able to, I've been able to connect with a lot of people. Um, and, uh, yeah, like it's just kind of been one, one gig leads to another gig. Um, but like I, I auditioned for Sean and I, 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 I used to work a lot with this guy named Francesco Yates. He's got this song with Robin Schultz. It was, it, I think it went number one in the UK. It was huge. It was called Sugar. Oh, yeah, it's like very dancey, but I, I auditioned for him, and then through that, it was kind of like we did a lot of, we did the American Music Awards last year, uh, and I was kind of playing with him and Sean at the same time, and then Sean kind of got very, very busy, so then I, Sean kind of took over everything, but yeah, it's just literally been one gig leads to another gig, leads to another gig, and, yeah. you know, hopefully you don't like burn any bridges. Yeah. 
And I mean, like you said, that's something that um, a lot of the other people that I spoke to as well said is this, you, you know, they, they kind of were trying to push the point that you can be as, as good as you want. You can be the most shit hot musician in the world. But if you're completely unpersonable, you're going to find it very hard to like get work because they were saying, and um, Nate was saying this as well. He was, you know, he was like on a, on a, on one day you might play, you might play music for five hours and you've got, you know, 10 other hours to fill with yeah. something, you know? Absolutely. So that's a, that's something that a lot of more um, musicians are saying now is that, you know, as much as you should be practicing and on your craft, you should also be out there and trying to like speak to people and, yeah. You know, like you said, be personable. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Like, you know, if, you know, like, uh, Nate, uh, he plays on The Voice, right? Yeah. So he would probably play a lot more because he plays with, you know, he's, he's oh, playing yeah. with all the contestants and everything, right? Yeah, yeah. With us, we go and do, we maybe have like an hour, hour and a half sound check. Like, it, in the course of a given, uh, of like a, your average show day, we make up, yeah, like an hour and a half sound check. Yeah. And the gig is only like ninety minutes or something like that. Yeah. Uh, like an hour and a half as well. Everything outside of that is sitting. You know, you're on a bus or you're on a plane or you're in a green room. Like, so if you're, yeah, you can't be obnoxious. You can't be. You just have to be like a normal person. Like, yeah. And I've noticed that. Like, only I, I like when I first started out, there were so many dicks <laughs> like so many people that i was just like man i don't want to have to gig with this guy and i thought that was just you know like yeah, it was yeah but then as you as i kind of started working more and stuff like that everybody just became so nice <laughs> oh, that's good, yeah. i think it's just because like the you know the nicer people are the ones that get more work and let move on and and like some of the not to say everybody when i started out with yeah, the yeah, but yeah. there was definitely yeah, like a yeah. lot of you know yeah, yeah. Maybe there's um like correlation between kind of the lower level stuff and the higher level stuff, and like you said, the people who are at the top are the ones who are really personable and you know really look like nice and humble and you know have all yeah. those characteristics as well. You know, so like you said, that's why it was really nice to hear that, like Vinny Cayuta and you know all those so other nice. guys are like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, like top notch. Yeah, uh, but even a, a good friend of mine. Uh, uh, Jerry Jerry Morgan, he plays with uh, James Bay. Oh, nice! You, you should you should hit him up. Yeah. He actually, he lives in London. He's from. Um, What's his name? Let me write that down. Jerry Morgan. Here, you know what? I, I could I could text it to you. Oh, perfect! It, Thanks, man. Yeah. It's with a G. Yeah, but he he lives in London. That's um, coolest guy, man. <laughs> he's like, yeah, he's awesome. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. That's just really nice. Yeah, uh, I'll definitely try and make contact with him because obviously that'd be cool to meet up with him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he does a bunch of stuff. He does some kind of. I, I noticed the other day on Facebook or something, he's doing some competition with with uh, younger drummers in in London. Oh, Young Drummer of the Year. Yeah, he was one of the judges. Uh, for that. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. My t my teacher is on the panel for that, I think. Oh, really? Yeah. Do you know who Steve White is? I don't think so. He's a Yamaha endorsed artist. He's played with like Paul Weller and. Okay. Uh, people like that, um, like The Who and Paul McCartney and people like that. So he's like old school, like, oh, yeah. Right. So that's why London was such a big draw, because yeah. you've got people like that who are, at your, you know, at your disposal to go and have like, you know, to go and take lessons off, you know? Yeah. But yeah, so I'll definitely, Jerry Morgan, yeah? Yeah, Jerry Morgan. With a G. Uh, with a G. Let me make sure I've got the spelling here. <laughs> 
Yeah, just an, he's an awesome dude. Oh, that'd be amazing. Because, I mean, James Bay exploded last year. Yeah. And he went from playing, like, I, I had a friend in uni who um, who would go and watch him down the pub. Like, really? Like, every other week. Yeah. And then, and then he just becomes a phenomenon. Yeah, he's massive. He's so talented, though. Yeah, Jerry, uh, uh, with, um, you know, I can text it to you. Okay, perfect. Um, yeah, he would for sure absolutely love to chat with you. That's so sick. Thank you for that. <clears throat> so, uh, but like, man, that guy is an incredible player. Yeah. Like, what, what impressed me most about him, uh, I don't watch any, like, James Bay videos or anything, or, like, or have you, have you seen James Bay live? No, when I have, it's just been kind of the stuff he's done on the AMAs or BMAs or you know things like that. So his his play, his playing, I I assume is quite is fairly reserved. Yeah, but that's that's what's so beautiful about his playing. Like and, and the way he tunes his kit. Oh my god, he's got this snare. And you know, what? I, I'm pretty sure it's a snare he got. He told me about a drum store in Toronto that I didn't know about. <laughs> Like, I was like, I l- I've lived in Toronto my entire life. How do I not know about this drum shop? He's like, yeah, it's a great drum shop. I picked up this there. But he's got, like, when he does, um, we mostly just did, like, uh, award shows and stuff like that with James Bay. So I kind of only got to see them do um, Let It Go. Oh, okay, but he's, yeah. He's got this snare, and he's got a tune so low. But it's it's got that, like, you know that, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not like it's, yeah, I don't know. Just the way he has this thing tuned is unreal. Yeah. Like, man. And he's got such a nice, gentle touch. Like, yeah. I, I tried picking his brain a bunch, but <laughs> we ended up having some drinks. And having That's a good what's time. amazing, though, speaking to you, is that you're, you're like, just as enthusiastic as if you weren't on these gigs. And you take a, and you take full advantage of, like, every single opportunity that comes is an opportunity to pick someone's brain and, and ask and be inquisitive, you know? So that's, like, amazing on this side as well, you know, considering that you're on these gigs as well. Well, I always just think I'm a horrible drummer. <laughs> I always just think that there's, like, there's so much to learn. Like, yeah. literally, you know, I, I think kind of... Because I never went to school... I was never able, you know, I was never like given a piece of paper or I was never given something like that to say, now you're a professional drummer or, or, you know, now you're, now you're qualified to do this. It's, so it's always been a fight to, to get better and to do that kind of, and I, I, not, not to say that you lose that after you finish school, which I definitely don't think is the case, but it's, I've, I've never had that kind of validation. So it's always been like, like I woke up. You know, it's what time is it? I've already practiced for two hours today, yeah. <laughs> and it's a, it's eleven o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> so like, you know, I I try to really really practice a lot. I think it's like, yeah. And then you look at all these other guys. You look at like, man, I I got stuck on um, I got stuck on Instagram the other day watching videos of uh, uh Eric Thomas. Oh my, God. what's what's that? Eric Thomas. Eric no, Thomas, Eric, no. Eric Moore. Yeah, Eric Moore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, how could you ever be that good? <laughs> it's it just, doesn't. His, like, did you watch the Missy Elliott one? Um. Yeah. Like that. You get, yeah. You get was, your freak you, on one. Yeah, I think oh I've seen my that. God. It doesn't make any sense. Like it's. So if you have people like that out there, you can't afford to stop practicing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, would, I think one of my all-time people that I would just love to meet is Steve Jordan. Oh, God. 
Have you met him? I've never met him. Sean has, though. No way. Yeah. What did he say Sean, it's like? Sean and John's Mayor, Sean and John Mayer are, are really good friends. No way. They're really good friends, but they're like, yeah, they're tight. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Have you met well, John Mayer? Yeah. <laughs> What's that? Have you met John Mayer? Um, I sort of, like, kind of walked past him. <laughs> no, like, I shook hands with him. So, like, yeah, I did so, meet him. Yeah. But, like, when we were in L.A., uh, I don't forget what we were doing there, like, a couple months ago, and I was in the lobby waiting for this, um, I sort of work with this, this electronic company called Dawes, Dawes Pads. It looked like this. <laughs> it's these, like, these sort of triggers. Oh, cool. Um... So yeah, they kind of look weird, but like you just kind of put them on. It just like triggers from like a rolling pad. Yeah. Uh, so I was in the lobby of this hotel waiting for this, waiting for the rep to come pick me up. And then, and I was talking with Sean's tour manager and then, um, Sean walked down all like dressed up and stuff. And I was like, where are you going? And he's like, Oh, John Mayer is coming to pick me up. And I, was like, <laughs> and I look, <laughs> I look out and John Mayer is just sitting there in this like nice Beamer. <laughs> I was like, what? Like, he's, like, just sitting there. Like, just sits, like... <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. But, but Sean's went by his studio, and he told me, uh, yeah, he went by the studio, and, and um, like, John Mayer's studio, and Steve Jordan was just, like, there hanging out. Like, just hanging out in the studio. And when, I guess they were recording sort of drums, or it was kind of like whenever he wanted a drum part, like... Yeah. Like imagine having Steve Jordan just <laughs> on call. Oh my god. Oh my that is great. That is crazy. He's another one. He, like all man, his drum sounds are just unreal. Yeah. And like, he, and his he plays so minimal, which is yeah. the craziest thing about his playing. He's not even yeah. playing that much, but no one can emulate. If he played a 4-4, four, four, you know, 2 and 4 kick. It, or one and one and three kick two and four snare. You wouldn't be able to play it like he does. No, it's literally no. like I don't even know what it is. Yeah, <laughs> crazy. Well, I, I tried to rip him off a lot. Like on this <laughs> on this kit here, <laughs> I have. Uh, oh, nice. Oh, wait, I'm not using it now. I'm using. I have. Uh, I got 16 inch hi hats. Wow. But he uses 17. Yeah. And I. Well, to, at first, I put together two 17-inch crash cymbals, and I did an entire rehearsal like that. <laughs> it was like it was a little bit too much. Yeah. So I, I got Savian to put together some uh, some 16-inch hats, and like it's sort of like almost that Steve Jordan vibe, but like not as much of it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I can't play anything like anywhere near like him, so <laughs> I'll never be there. But well, one day I I'll show you meet him, and you can play. ask him a bunch of questions. Yeah. I would, would love cool. to meet Steve Jordan. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. So, when you're on these gigs, do you kind of prepare? Like you've played, like Madison Square Garden and the Greek, right? So, yeah, what you know, would you prepare differently for each gig? Is there a different mindset going into these gigs, or is it kind of you treat them, you know, the same? Um, I would say, for the most part, like, um, yeah, pretty much the same. I mean, like. Obviously, the scale is a lot larger on on something like Madison Square Garden, so I, I definitely I'm definitely a lot more uh, aware of what I need, like kind of in my inner mix and and stuff. Um, like a big learning curve for me when I started playing with Sean. I've played with a lot of pop artists and stuff, so I'm I'm used to loud audiences. Yeah. 
Sean is like a, it's a next level kind of loud. Um, like they're crazy loud. <laughs> and Sean does a lot of things where he'll hold out his mic and get the crowd to sing, sing different parts and stuff. Yeah. So yeah, I, like if you're in an arena, um, or like a stadium or something like that, and you hear it, uh, you hear the crowd coming back, they can actually be like a beat behind where you actually are. So, um, Sean's got this song called treat you better. Yeah. And, in the bridge, there's a, like a breakdown course. Yeah. And in that part, he always holds out the mic so that and, and lets the crowd hear it. And so literally every single time this part happens, whenever we're in a, a big room, I sit there and I'm like, one, two, three. <laughs> and I like just tune out the crowd. But I but even still, I have to get so little of his mic in my ears because they're so loud. So I made the mistake the first gig. It was like, you know, we're sound checking and and. um or we were in production rehearsal. No, yeah, from what I got in production rehearsals, I got like a nice mix of his vocal and I was all happy going into the gig. And then the crowd starts screaming and it's like, I get on my talk back and I'm like, turn down his vocal, I can't hear anything. And it like drowns out the click and it like, yeah. So you have to be really aware of like that kind of thing. Yeah. So I guess, yeah, that changes. Um, but then just the scale of like things, like playing Matt, um, we did Madison Square Garden in, we did a jingle ball there. Yeah, that's uh, right, yeah. And we only did like a couple a couple tunes, but then doing his full show there, it was, uh, yeah, it was a little nerve-wracking. Because, well, it was also the first time we'd ever done that show, like that, that particular like production with, and it was a very like aggressive, aggressive show. Like the, there was huge video walls and like all this crazy stuff that happened. Uh, so the production was really heavy and um, so that was very stressful right when we were when we were sound checking sound check was already late um, as it is because it took so long to set all this stuff up and then things weren't working when we were sound checking <laughs> so like I was stressing out but I was trying to keep my cool Yeah. and then Sean was like you know he was definitely feeling the pressure um, but then the gig turned out awesome yeah. So you know, but, nerves wise, that that's. Do you still get? Obviously, you'll still get nervous before gigs, though, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> but like, you just can't. Uh, yeah, I find. Um, I find. You know what's crazy? I find like. I never realized it kind of before, but I've, in the last couple of years, like, like how powerful your brain is, and how powerful like, you know, like thought can be. And I literally, I kind of, if I get really nervous, like it usually happens if I don't feel prepared or something like yeah, that, but yeah. no matter how prepared you are, um, you're still going to obviously get nervous because there's several thousands of people yeah. <laughs> staring at you and they'll know if you mess up. But like, I literally just kind of go to this spot where like I can see, I see everything going and I can kind of, I play through every hit and I'm like, I don't even need sticks and you can just kind of like, Envision. sort of like. Yeah. Like meditation almost. Yeah. <laughs> and that's like, but like you just kind of, kind of envision everything kind of happening. And I hear that's what athletes do as well. Absolutely. Like, yeah. You like envision yourself winning or yeah. like, you know. Well, I mean, Conor McGregor is probably one of the most famous for that. Is like, when, even when he, even when he wasn't famous, he was like, every day he would envision say the car that he drives, you know, would be a Bentley or the streets that he walked on would be LA or, you know, Las Vegas, and then every time he'd go and spar, 
you would act as if that was Vegas, you know? And so those things, I think, definitely can alter. And it has, a, it has an immediate effect on how you feel about something, you know? And then, and then obviously it's come true for for so many people. Yeah. Dude, do you, do you believe in that kind of stuff? Yeah. Because I kind of totally I'm do. I'm a huge, like, um, universal theorist and, um, yeah. like, law of attraction. I like that. Like, I, I absolutely love that stuff. I'm, like, hooked. <laughs> Some people don't believe me. But I wish this Sean gig on myself. Yeah. I swear to God. Yeah. I'm not, like, I was driving, and this happened to um, two gigs before that. So two gigs before the Sean gig, like to these other bigs in, big gigs in Canada, I'd hear, like, the artist on the radio. And I was like, I should be playing for that artist. Like, I'm going to be playing for that artist soon. The same thing happened with Sean. I knew nobody in the Sean camp. Like, nobody. And then I got a call. It was like, um, we want you to come and audition for Sean, and it was just between me and this other drummer. And dude, it's, it's totally it's like, like scary uh, how like if you ask for something, and you you ask like I and and it's things like showing gratitude and things yeah. like that. And if you ask for something, it's scary the amount of times that the universe will genuinely like help you get what you want. It's yeah. like it's like frightening if you, but you have to kind of like truly believe. You can't just be like. Oh, it's probably not going to happen, but I'm yeah. going to ask. You know, I'm going to do. It won't work. You have to like fully believe in it, and that's why when everyone's like, um, "Oh, you know, what are you going to do when you finish uni and all this kind of thing? How are you just going to turn pro? You know, overnight and blah blah blah." That's a few months off, but I. It's it's so strange. I never really voice this to a lot of people because they don't get it. But I'm like, I just know that it's going to work out. You know, I don't know how yet, but like. I know that it's going to, like, I'll I'll be fine. Dude, 100%. And I, I think, too, if you if you put out that kind of energy, you put out you put out this energy, like, you're going to get all this stuff, you know, that, that kind of vibe, you, you go out of your way to get those things that you wouldn't normally get if you were kind of like, ah, you know, it wouldn't normally happen. And you open yourself to all these opportunities that, you know, yeah. that you might not have gotten if you had a closed mind. Yeah. That's so cool yeah. that you're into that stuff. I'm so into that stuff. <laughs> Even sometimes down to parking spaces. If I'm yeah. driving, what? I'm, I'm going to drive right to the front door, and I know there's going to be something yeah. there. So, you know, a it's, car backs up. Like, right. <laughs> it's crazy once you start really like living that life of of truly like believing in in something like that and envisioning something. Yeah, you know, so. I, it was the same when I when I moved here. You know, I, I got my masters, and I'm doing my masters now. And and you know, it wasn't really going that well. But that's probably that's probably because I was like thinking really negatively about it all. You know, it was a new place, London, etc. And then I turned my thinking round, and I was like, oh, I I really hope for like a new job. I was working for you know All Saints Clothing. You, dude, my girlfriend is a stylist at All Saints. <laughs> Crazy. So I was working, so I was working for All Saints, and um. And so I was like, oh, I, I really want a job that's going to mean that I can converse with like people who are in a similar field. So yeah. then I saw an advertisement for um, a front of house in a, in a West End theatre. Um, so the next, I just applied, thinking nothing of it. Next day I got called for an interview, went for the interview the day after I got the job. And then now we've got, um, and then I was like, oh, you know, I really want a a musical that's got, like, you know, a celebrity in it, so, you know, I, I might be able to... So next thing you know, do you know Calendar Girls? Do you know that, yeah, like, story? Right. Yeah, so so we've got... It's called The Girls now, but Gary Barlow from Take That is co-producer, yeah. and so I got to introduce myself to him last week. 
Oh my god. So it's like that's Dude, just make that contact right there. That's how it that's how it like and that's how the universe helps you and people don't realize it at all or they don't believe in it or this or that but it's like when you do it's like the it's like the best thing ever so exciting <laughs> life is like yeah life gets awesome yeah oh well it's like cool he, to know that you're in the position you are from from a lot of just like kind of universal stuff as well law of attraction things like that yeah well where are you from originally swansea in wales oh okay so even just having the balls to go to London and to, you know, go to school and do that kind of stuff, man, like taking that leap is a lot of things. Like, yeah. you know, a lot of people wouldn't do that or they'd be scared to do that or something. Yeah. And, and like, you're never going to make it unless you take these leaps. Like, you yeah. know, you got to do that kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. That's, that's literally, so like, that's why when everyone's like, you know, how are you going to, how are you going to do that? How are you going to, cause I, you know, I always say, and I've never been afraid to say like, that one day I, I want to play for, you know, Sia or Adele or, you know, like Kanye West or someone who's like, you know, a superstar, you know? Yeah. And everyone's, you know, that's always like, uh, people are like, oh, you know, why do you say things like that? Because it's probably like, and it's like without saying it and believing it, that it'll, it'll never, ever happen. Never happen. But it's totally possible. Yeah. Like, things will happen around you to, to allow this kind of stuff to happen. Yeah. Like, it just like, to like meet that person. Oh wait, that person also manages <laughs> this person who does like you know it's like yeah. But I think at the same time too, you have to like, uh, you know, you gotta have like the chops up to oh, be able to yeah, like. Yeah, I don't think it work. It doesn't work without proactivity. Definitely it's not. Not. Definitely yeah. not. If you went out okay. there and speaking to these people and you weren't delivering on the gigs on the auditions that you went for and you weren't like you weren't good, like you wouldn't get it anyway but the fact that you are and you can speak to these people and you yeah. can hold your own it'll take you further you know totally <laughs> that's <so> awesome man. <laughs> that's very cool yeah yeah and i mean like the crazy thing is that it leads to situations like this and it's like i always believe this is that you'll just find those people that believe in in those things the same as you you don't have to look for them it, it'll just like you yeah, know, you'll just come across those people, and then without even realizing, you'd be like, "Holy shit!" Like, yeah, <laughs> it's almost it's like totally a, it's almost like a group in ourselves. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> us and well, Denzel Washington. It's gonna happen for you. It like it's it's gonna you know it's gonna it's gonna all happen. <laughs> Thank you, man. <laughs> yeah, believe it. So, talking drums. What's your what's your warm up routine? I know you're speaking earlier on about Travis Barker giving you some tips on yeah. on kind of um, what to. I do, I mean, I do the old classic, like, you know, the, those, like, like, yeah, these kind of guys, yeah, yeah. you know, or, like, kind of, like, just stretch out your wrists, like, those kind of guys. Yeah. Um, and then I just do, I just get on a pad and just do, like, uh, yeah, I just do a bunch of different stuff. On the, on the road, I have a couple, a couple different kick pedals, so usually I'll just, like, grab a pedal from stage and, like, bring it back in the green room and set up like a suitcase or like a table or something and just like any surface and then kind of like work out my feet. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I usually toss on a click and just do like a bunch of different, bunch of different like rudiment kind of stuff. Yeah. I find a lot of flam exercises because like, I feel like flam's really kind of like, you need to be warmed up to be able to like <laughs> really flam it. <laughs> like <Yeah>. patchy flappas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's like, that's a difficult rudiment. Yeah. <laughs> 
So do you get to exercise um, these rudiments kind of when you're playing with the type of music with Sean? Because, I mean, you've got... Um, I've watched, like, a lot of your live stuff, and um, there's, like... There's times when you, you, like, you let loose, and it's, like, that must be yeah. so nice to get that little, like, maybe two bars of just... Yeah. The biggest linear fill you, you can ever think of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's, like, a handful of little... You know, like other than that, you gotta always. Like in Mercy, you've got the um the stabs, right? So, but and then there's a, there's, a, there's a fill leading into the stabs. Oh, dude, uh, but 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I always try to like whenever we're in rehearsals, I always try to like it, like as long as I feel it in the music, but like I always try to like push a little bit further. So if there's like you know if there's a shot coming up or something like that, kind of like. All right, let's do a fill leading up yeah. into it or yeah. something or like yeah. um yeah, so stuff like that. I also really try to like I'm I'm really I'm a big fan of um of like accenting vocal lines and stuff. I feel like that's really big and I feel like a lot of people don't necessarily talk about that. Yeah. Like um yeah, like you know, like if if you're kind of if you're grooving with a bass player or something, you know, that that's got to happen. You got to fit within everything but then if and i noticed with pop artists they really really like this um but they don't necessarily know what's happening but um you know if they're saying something you can kind of like meet them somewhere with like something so like if you know you're kind of playing along while in amongst the groove and if it's like i don't know you know just like little like embellishments to make their vocal step up a little bit higher whether it's like I'm a big fan of splashes. <laughs> yeah. You, you know, whether you kind of like hit it with a splash or something. Or, yeah. Um, it's like Bruno Mars is, um, yeah. 21 karat uh, gold or something like that. 24 karat gold. No, 24 karat? 24, 24 K magic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, his drummer does that a lot, you know, and and that's why it's cool to see it, um, you know, the studio version where they kind of, they're quite restricted with what they can play and then they take it live and, it's like any time they can go into a stab, there's like, yeah. there's a super cool fill somewhere. Or, or like, or like they got dance moves. Yeah, and, yeah. And it's, it, you like hit hit one of their dance moves. And they yeah, kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to, yeah, this, this this Francesco Yates guy that I used to play with. We were like, he, he was more our. It's like R and B kind of pop, so you could get away with a nice. lot more kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and he used to do things where it was like, you know, um. He would do like a little, like, I don't know, I can't dance, but like do a little like dance move kind of thing, and then I would like knock it with a couple like a couple, uh, a couple move. like for the audience it becomes a huge moment. Yeah, uh, but Bruno yeah. Mars, that song by Bruno Mars, that was that's all they did. Yeah, wasn't it? It's all that. Yeah. <laughs> did you watch the uh, Did you watch the Grammys? Yeah. They, they were crazy on they the were, like, cr- Yeah. Oh, uh, is it still his brother? Yeah, it Eric. Is. Eric Panda. Yeah, <laughs> E Panda. Yeah, because they're yeah. yeah what's is he nice? Um, you know what? I've never actually talked to him. I've only watched. He seems like him. A, a super super cool musician. Um, yeah, and obviously the type of Bruno Mars, the type of music he his last album was like crazy good. Yeah. Album, oh, it's incredible. Yeah, and they always put on a show. I watched. Did you have you seen their Saturday Night Live one? No, I haven't seen that. Yeah, watch um, watch the one they watch that one, and they do it on um Saturday Night Live, and they walk all the way through like the back and through the chain, and it's like a whole dance really? number. It's crazy, yeah. Right. He's got I, some I chops. Got his... What's that? He's got some chops. Oh my god! <laughs> I, I I got to check out his drum set. Did you? At, uh, 
we did a couple of award shows, and he kind of had the same one. Yeah. Um, beautiful, all gold I hardware. I thought it was gold. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I, I kind of when nobody was looking, I like jumped up on his riser <laughs> and I sort of like like looked all around at it. Yeah. Beautiful, man. Yeah. I want gold hardware on my kid. Yeah, it looks so sweet. <laughs> Love the gold hardware. It looks hardware. so sweet. You have to ask <sighs> Yamaha next door. I know. They have them, but they won't give them to me. I don't understand. <laughs> I've asked my I've played them. Like, where they have... Because I, I usually use um, uh, the Maple Customs. Oh, There's nice, the yeah. Maple Absolute Hybrid. Yeah. Um, There's an awesome drum set. Yeah. Uh, but some of them, some of the backline kits have gold hardware. And so I asked my, my rep, I was like, can I get some gold hardware? He's like, nah, they don't make that anymore. I'm like, I've played it. I'm like, I know they make it. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's cool, like, you're with Yamaha. I mean, Yamaha's got so many, like, crazy yeah. good artists. Like, Dave Weckl's on there. Dave um, One of my favorite of all time, Lana Lewis, is on there. Dude, you, how do you know Lana Lewis? Yeah. <laughs> He's a friend of mine. He, he, lives, he lives really close to me. No we go way. to the same grocery store. I swear to God. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, he lives, like... He lives, like, maybe two major he, intersections. He's one of like, the scariest musicians i think i've ever heard that he, was, that he went to the school that i couldn't get into that what about me <laughs> album was like that snarky puppy yeah oh my god they won a insane. grammy for that right yeah i think this is the second time they've won a grammy he's they like won he's, a grammy last year and i know they won one this year too can you imagine having to come in for like robert Sputzier, right and then play like lana lewis does oh my god he's like frightening yeah yeah he's insane like yeah. he plays at jazz clubs here all the time because he yeah he, and um i'm good friends with his brother i mean like his brother plays at the weekend no way drums yeah, yeah he's the drummer for the weekend what the fuck? yeah and his brother is insane his what? brother is like ricky lewis what family do they come from ricky lewis is lana lewis's brother ricky lewis is lana what? lewis's brother <laughs> <laughs> i know what? oh my family. god yeah. That's crazy. I yeah. never knew that. I follow Ricky Lewis, but I didn't make I never would have made that connection. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. That's that's like terrifying. Yeah. Well yeah. Well he, like he's another the the things the way he can um did you see these Instagram videos he posted the other day? Um he's like practicing some tambourine and yeah. he was doing like check out his latest Instagram videos. It's just him on a tambourine. And he's doing, like, it's like he's just got this tambourine and he's sort of doing a groove with his bass drum. It's like, man, I couldn't. <laughs> You're doing. He's nuts. And some of the sounds, like, I forget that song. Or, um, do you see all those Snarky Puppy live videos? Yeah. The, um, but, like, the video, I think it was when they were recording that record, maybe last year. Yeah, well, they, it, was, it, was, it in a, was it in a room full of people and they all had headphones on? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and the, but the one where he has like kind of a long solo, yeah, like that weird thing where he's got a snare over here and like, yeah, snare here and snare here. It's like, how does your mind go to that spot? <laughs> I, and just some of the chops he uses, I don't think I could ever even fathom to to play it in that order or to like do a groove like like he's he is he is like next level. He's one of my all time favorites, and he's so underrated. Like. The amount, oh, of, yeah. the amount of drummers that I know that don't know who he is. Yeah. And it's like, 
I think he's starting to get there. Like yeah. he's getting to the point where well, he's done a lot of Drumio stuff now, right? So yeah. Oh, you watch Drumio? Yeah. I'm Dream like, I'm not the drum biggest drum, drum nerd ever. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> have you met those guys? What's that? I'm, I'm surprised you have. you met those guys? Never. I have them on they're Facebook Canadian though, right? Yeah, but they're in um, they're out in Vancouver. Oh, okay. So like Vancouver's, it's it's like on the other side of kind of Canada. Um, but my dream is to one day do. I I don't know what what I do, <laughs> but my dream is to get on that. You could, I need a few years more practice. You could for definitely, you. definitely go on that. No, I, I no problem. Dude, the people they have had on that—it's insane. Yeah, I think the thing with them is—is is that if you were ever, you know, if I if I was ever in a position where I got invited, I would only do something that I knew how to do really well. I think yeah. where people fall apart if they go on Drumio is if they take an idea that they're not very familiar with, they're just trying to seem unique. Whereas when you've got, and then you're coming up against, you know, Lana Lewis and. Um, Thomas Pridgen and people like that oh. who know exactly what they what they are, you know, yeah. so that you can watch it and it's authentic. Yeah. Um, but the Lana Lewis has done two, two now, I think, and oh my yeah. god. Yeah, he did that gospel or what, yeah, like gospel yeah, book. yeah, the gospel um, something builder, groove builder, something. I think it was called. That one, and he did a hybrid kit one. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I definitely watch. I watch all the free live, <laughs> the free <laughs> one hour lessons that they yeah, offer. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Um, is he what's he like oh my god the sweetest like nicest guy um <laughs> me and my girlfriend were grocery shopping this is going back like maybe this is going i haven't seen him for maybe six months or something yeah, like yeah. that but I, I was like grocery shopping and me and my girlfriend were there and then somebody taps me i look over and it's larnell lewis and he's like mike what's up man and then i was like <laughs> how are you <laughs> like, sh shook his hand he's like he's like how you doing he's like what are you getting here he's like you and like we're just standing there and he's tall like you know i'm i'm like five eight he's yeah. probably like i don't know i'm bad with height he's probably like six six five or something like yeah, that he's, yeah. really, he's tall and uh yeah so i shook his hand and i paid and i was like good to you i'll see you next time and i walk out and then like my girlfriend knows how i feel about learn health so she was like Oh my god, he knows your name! And I was like, ah! <laughs> That's so sick. That's yeah. a dream. <laughs> yeah. You know you've made you know you've made it when he's uh he taps you as well. <laughs> it was a yeah. It was, kind of cool. <laughs> it was very cool. <laughs> that is crazy. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, you, like I did my first drum clinic at the I end. I saw, of, yeah, I saw. And I did uh I did this thing, and I was so nervous leading up to it because. It's like, I, you know, you never think that you have anything to offer, like, because there's all these other people, like, with all these amazing ideas and all this stuff. And it's like, man, I have no amazing ideas. All my ideas I've taken from other people, yeah. you know, I've like done that kind of thing. And then, um, uh, oh my God, who told me this? I think it was Sean's MD or something like that. He's like, you know what? He's like, man, you could try to be so many different people. He's like, they obviously want you for a reason. Just go in and do exactly what you know how to do and what, you know, and that kind of thing. And they'll love it. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's, it's true. I'm like, yeah. Why the hell am I trying to like impress these people? I'll just do exactly what well, there's a reason, I... There's a reason why you're on that gig and there's a reason why you're continuing to be on the gig. So yeah. if, you went, if you went into a clinic and did something other than what you do, I think people will be like, we didn't even like, we didn't yeah. even expect this, you know? Yeah. Yeah, just like, I feel like that's so important in music. You just have to like, be yourself. Like, yeah. 
Yeah, you I know? think a lot of people get caught up in trying to be in trying to be you know someone else on and become um, like I'm doing a lot of um, Annika Nile stuff at the moment. Um, do you know her? Yeah, she was on Drumio, right? Yeah, so she's a German German drummer. Yeah, and she's like, oh my god, yeah. she is crazy, and her chops are like insane. And I did a lot of her stuff, and um, and it, you know, I think it's nice to do it to a point. It's not, it, do it up until you know you start to feel comfortable with the ideas, but then, like, I think people where people go wrong is then they try and become that. You know, they try and become that style, even though that's not them. I think yeah. I think you'll always be authentic if you're following ideas and. I'm like a huge book nerd as well, so I've got like like fifty drum books, like Dude. yeah. But I'm like streamlining now, so I'm I'm only learning out of. Um, I've heard of the Breakbeats Bible. Breakbeats Bible, yeah. Is it sort of a purple it's like cover? Like this thick, yeah. It's huge. Um, I think I... So I've got that one. I got uh, Master Studies by Joe Morello. Okay. Um, and I'm doing Gary Chaffee Linear Patterns. Uh, I don't know if I know that one. Oh, you, yeah. I think you like that one. Yeah, it's a it's it's like sick, yeah. Really, it's so good, yeah. Um, and it just gives you like a bunch of linear concepts because that's what I'm trying to do now. Um, is just push for linear because you know the 1975 the band. Oh yeah. Yeah, so I mean, like they their drummer is like the forerunner of like linear pop at the moment, like over here anyway. Yeah. Um, and I I just think it sounds so amazing. Like Bruno Mars is doing a lot of that stuff, you know. Even with Sean, you're doing a lot of that kind of stuff, you know. Yeah, a little bit. I definitely like to, yeah, I definitely like to, I don't like doing like, I don't know, I like to like mix it up. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I, I mean, with Sean's music as well, it's a kind of, di it's strange, it's kind of different pop, right? It's like, it's, it's like weird. really quite powerful, because obviously you're, you're on the floor toms yeah. know, quite a lot, especially throughout the songs. Yeah, um, dude, on the road I blow through heads like. Oh, I can imagine. Oh, but it's unreal. <laughs> and especially because you have to be that performer. Like, there's probably a performance aspect of it as well, you know? Not just yeah. playing. There's obviously the... Because obviously when you're playing Madison Square Garden, they're going to want to see, you know, larger movements than you would be doing in a practice room, I imagine. Yeah, that's the whole thing. Like, you got to play to, like, the person in the back. <laughs> you know, the person, like, all the way up back. Yeah. You know, that... Yeah. So it's not like you're playing in a club. Like if I were playing these songs in a club or something, or whenever we have done like smaller kind of TV things, definitely like holding back. <laughs> or not holding back, just not not giving her as it much. It looks strange if your arms were up here, like the back. Yeah, like you're playing like this little. <laughs> <laughs> we don't do a lot of little shows, but every now and again, when you know, if there's like a small little. Yeah. It's weird if like you know you're if the guitar player is like right here and you're like ah! <laughs> like you gotta kind of. I kind of fly to your room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's kind of interesting. With those Sean songs, like, it was like, because there's so many things happening, like, it's, there's no real live drums on any of it. It's all just program stuff. So, like, we had to, uh, yeah, we had to come up with all these weird ways to, like, kind of, like, perform the song, um, like, like, keep the integrity of the song, but then still you know, make it feel a bit more yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. for live and yeah. stuff. But there's so many things like in stitches, there's like a clap track that just like, it's like, boom, like that going the whole time. And then there's all these kind of like Tom kind of things, but there's so like, there's so many different ways to interpret the song. Yeah, yeah. Like we started playing it sort of like more pop punky. So it'd be like, you watch me. 
Yeah. And, like, boom. and I'd do something like this, like where I'd go across the top, but play it on the hi-hat. Yeah. And then Sean went and did it on Jimmy Fallon with the roots. And then Westlove took it this way more tribal kind of way. Yeah, I saw that performance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he did, yeah, so he did like this more tribally kind of thing. And then everybody was like, you, you guys need to rework it to play it more like the roots. So we went back and reworked the song and I just pretty much watched like the, the Fallon video. You know, like Questlove probably listened to the song like twice and was like, all right, let's go. <laughs> and like just and played it incredibly. Yeah. But to like study what, <laughs> what yeah. Quest was doing. And I was yeah. like, so then we reworked the song like that. Yeah. And when we started working um, Treat You Better, um, we played it and then he played it with the roots again on Fallon, and then they were all like, no, we like your version better than The Roots. They're like, you, you guys play your version. Wow. <laughs> like, don't play what The Roots play. I was like, sick. Yeah. <laughs> I still have things from Questlove to be better than him this one. <laughs> That's not a compliment. I don't know what is. <laughs> so on topic of kind of the future, obviously you're going on tour with Shawn Mendes. That's going to take up the next year. Um, yeah. Is there kind of, can you what can you see yourself doing, you know, a bit further down the line um i'm definitely trying to do a lot more uh clinic kind of stuff yeah did you enjoy it i like man i loved it i have another one coming up um coming up at the top of april oh, and man. i have and i'm starting to do like master class kind of stuff cool um so i have yeah i'm doing a master class here in toronto uh, uh at this high school next week and like that kind of stuff i want to be like I want to be deeper in the drumming community. Like I, I'm so about drums. I have this like I have this really. I mean, it's a pretty aggressive kind of kind of goal. But like, I want everyone to play the drums. You know, like I want like like because it's done so much for me. Just as far as like you know, and it's the same thing with you. It's like, what are you right now? You know, you're a musician. You're yeah. a drummer. You're yeah. you're like that's your identity. It's yeah. such a fulfilling kind of like experience. Yeah. It's not like oh, what do you do? Oh, I do IT relations at, like, this thing. It's like, you know, and you just kind of work, and then you come home. Like, everything about you is you're a, you're a musician, and, like, that's that's how you approach life. That's how you approach business. That's how you approach all this stuff. So, like, I, I would love to, yeah, really just, like, help show kids that and show, you know, just everybody how, how it can. Yeah. So that's, that's a big, like, yeah, that's a big like kind of focus for me uh, coming up. I, so I want to kind of do that and, and be, uh, yeah, try to like grow the drumming community. I think and you're stuff. definitely doing it the right way though, because obviously you're like you've got you've got substance behind it. You're not just saying, "Oh, I'm a local, you know, drum teacher, and yeah. you know, I'm going to do a master class." You know, you're you're going on a world tour. You know, playing like you're you're playing are you playing the O2 or are you playing Wembley? You're playing Wembley, right? We do two nights at uh, I think it's the O2. We do two the nights O2. at O2. Oh, okay, yeah, you've done Wembley oh, though. Might not be released. <laughs> it might not be out there. I'm, oh no, you know what? I think the European dates are. Out. I think the European ones are. Yeah, because I I tried to, um I was having a look at tickets and things like that. Well, like um, you you gotta come out to a gig. I'll 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 see about getting you some tickets. Really? Yeah. That'd be sick. Yeah, yeah man. That was so sweet. <laughs> yeah, because um, yeah, I know. Yeah, I, I know for a fact that you're coming back to London and. Um, yeah, I know we do two 
O2 night. I'm pretty sure it's O2 Arena, though. Right, okay, yeah, it's, it's not small. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty big. We played, <laughs> we played that, uh, uh, we played that in fall. Yeah. Or something. We played two nights in a row, actually, in the fall. Yeah. Beautiful yeah. arena. Yeah, so I mean, that's, I think that's why you're doing it the best way you possibly can. It's because you're going into it, you know, being like, it's like going for a job and having just like so much experience already rather than going and being yeah. like, I have no experience, you know? Well, yeah, that's kind of, I, a big, a big drummer that I really idolize is, um, uh, is, um, <laughs> um, oh my God, what the fuck is his name? He plays with Jason Aldean. Rich Redman. Oh, Do you know Rich? I, I don't know, no. He's like, to, to be honest, I, he's a, it's a country kind of thing. Right. I'm not so into country music. But it's his. Um, drumming is sick, though. Yeah. Well, yeah. He plays with this Jason Aldean guy. I don't know what he does in Europe, yeah. but in the states, he does stadiums like all summer. You know, it's he's huge. Yeah. Um, and but this guy, like, he just always pushes to work more. So he plays with this artist, but he he's also like an actor, and he also he he has like a DVD out for like drumming for kids and like yeah. you know it's just there's always something he does everything yeah. and it's like i definitely want to be more on that end kind yeah. of you know even though you're on tour doing like you know doing really big shows also have other things on the go because yeah. there's so much downtime like you know like well it's like so it's, I, it's, I think that's the thing about creatives and and drum, yeah. drumming a lot is that like that's why I love this I love doing interviews I love like I love people I love to be like talking to people and, yeah. talk, <clears throat> and like it's like the Kanye West theory right it's like the it's the whole pigeonholing thing it's, it's the people will try and be like no you're just a drummer you're yeah. just gonna tour and then that's you done and then it's like oh well like if I can be a drummer and be a music journalist and the clinician and it's like you know it's like that type of mentality i think i think yeah. people like that are very hard to like pigeonhole yeah you know? and they all help like they help every other aspect of it. you know like you know like this is you, you you probably get to meet like a lot of a lot of other people that you wouldn't normally get like we're i'm i'm in i'm in a different continent right now dude, and we're just like talking exactly. like like yeah uh, that's like that's yeah. really special. And it takes that, and it takes that, and you you probably found this a lot. It takes a lot of just no's, and it takes a lot. It takes about a thousand emails. Yeah. You know, before someone before you'll get ten people who may be interested, and then you might get one person who's who's interested. So then you write two thousand. Totally. <laughs> you mean, and then you get two people. Yeah. So that's just how I kind of try to approach these things. It's just yeah. never to really get. I mean, I've emailed like Steve Gadd. <laughs> People like that, you know, like the drumming, like gods, and it's like they rarely. Ra I I emailed like Elton John's manager like two weeks ago, what? and it's like you just have to be like so unafraid. And I, yeah. the manager got back, and he was like really nice. He was like, "Oh, I'm really sorry, Elton's like really full on at the moment." <laughs> but can you imagine that situation was? Oh yeah, he's got twenty minutes that you know he wouldn't mind me. Do you know? Yeah. It's like oh. without asking, you're never ever ever going to get something. Absolutely. So that's like the philosophy that I try and go forward with, with like everything that I approach. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like the most ridiculous thing ever, but it might just work. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then if it does, people will be like, how, how on earth did you do that? It's like, yeah. even, even in work, like 
um, with the designers of the sets and Tim Firth, who's a songwriter and he's co-written the musical as well. Yeah. And, and on a daily on a daily basis, I'll just I'll just like converse with them. And then in the staff room, people are like, "How are you? How do you know these people? Like, how are you so close?" To and I was like, "I don't know them. I I make an effort to go and actually have a conversation with them. Yeah. If they're sitting on their own." Or yeah. they're not doing anything, then I just go and make a point of going to like speak to them. You know, it's that like, and you sound exactly the same. Oh yeah, yeah, dude. I, I, um, every single party or anything like that I used to go to, I would find a way to make a connection with. You know, kind of like you see somebody that you want to talk to, and you just find a way to make a connection with them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, whether it's like the most like arbitrary thing, like you just kind of, and you just start talking to them, and and then. Now you have like a connection with them, and it's like, and then at the next, you know, and then the, the next time you may never for you, but then this next time after that, exactly. it's like, hey, what's up? Exactly, <laughs> exactly, yeah. yeah. So, lastly, what advice would you have for um, kind of musicians that are aspiring to to do similar things? Um, I know you've touched on the um, the whole like characteristic of kind of just being a good person and being like personable and. Well, I, um, there's kind of, I've always heard of, like, there's two schools of thoughts on the, a thought on this, and I always go for the side of, you have to work with absolutely everybody, you know, especially when you're starting out, you have to work with absolutely everybody that will have you, whether it pays a lot, whether it's, you know, fun, even if you don't like the music, you don't like anything about it, you need to do all of those kind of things. Like, I, I, I have, um. I have some friends who say, you know, I just I just got out of school and stuff like that. Um, and a teacher was telling them this that um, they should be p- getting paid three hundred fifty dollars a show or something like that, bare minimum. You know, that's like entry level. You just went through school and stuff like that. Like nobody's gonna pay you three hundred fifty dollars. You know, like mm-hmm. unless you've done all these things yeah. and you can show up at the gig and you can troubleshoot. Like things often don't go right. You know, like. And it's how you, it's how you, um, how you handle these situations. Like, so yeah. So the biggest, the way I was able to, uh, get things happening was just to work with all like random people, whoever I used to search Craigslist. Do you guys have Craigslist? Uh, we have like Gumtree. Yeah. So like I used to search those for drummer wanted like things and from, all the like I've I, I I I can't tell you how many times I've searched you know just looking for drummers I've maybe got like one good gig out of it and it wasn't even that good a gig but I was able to meet all these people and then when I met those people who knew these people then they know me you know because I worked with this guy yeah, it's like yeah, oh yeah. you know he's good he worked with that guy yeah. even though it was a shitty gig and I hated it yeah. <laughs> but like you know I still like I got all that and like. Yeah, and then then you start getting like the better gigs because it like leads to that and leads to this, and then you don't have to do as many of those other ones. But I mean, I still do. Yeah, I, you know, you know, like I still would. I like yeah. it's better to it's better to work than to not work. Yeah. I think absolutely. You know, yeah, and take opportunities, take chances, like because like if you don't take yeah, like you know, like we were talking about, if you don't take this. You know, it could seem like a horrible opportunity and then it ends up being incredible and yeah. like, you know, but you don't know, you don't know what's going to, what's going to pop and what's not going to. Yeah. So I think it's about having that confidence as well. 
yeah. just think like what is literally and this is something that I try and do as well it's literally what's the worst that's going to happen like the worst that's going to happen the worst case scenario is that you go you introduce yourself to Gary Barlow and he's like doesn't want anything to do with you well okay yeah. like that's fine but the best thing that could happen is that something comes of it you know and the that pro would so far outweigh the con you know and you just have to view it like that I think absolutely and if, and even if you're just nice, like these people yeah. can smell, being can nice smell is so underrated. <laughs> What's that? Being nice, I think, is so underrated in like industries yeah. like this. Well, like they can smell right away if you want something. If you're trying to get something from them, like well, they know if you're talking to them in the first place that you're probably looking to get something. Yeah. Fine. I I don't. I stopped asking people that I liked for pictures. <laughs> like, <laughs> and right away, if you just talk to somebody and then say bye to them. And don't ask them for a picture. Then right away they're like, "Oh, he just actually wanted to talk to me." Yeah. Like, and then become your like. I met Tony Royster Jr. Uh, not too long ago, uh, and I was just hanging out with him. I posted it on my Instagram, <laughs> but I was just hanging out with him. I think I saw that one. Yeah. And then I said, I said bye, and I was like, whatever. And then I was going. I uh, we were getting ready to go on stage, and he was playing with Charlie Puth, and he walks up and. Um, Sean's photographer taps me. He's like, "Oh, some guy's like yelling your name." And I looked over, and Tony Royster Jr. was there. He's like, "Mike." He's like, "Good luck, bro. I'll be watching." And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Holy shit!" And I got oh off stage, and I went right up to him and talked to him. And he's like, "He's like, yo, call me, call me next time you're in LA. Gives me my number." And he's like, "Yo, let's take a let's take a picture together." And then he asked me, so I was like, "Sick." I'm like, I didn't even have to ask him for a picture, but he, yeah. I obviously wanted one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. I think that yeah. th- that literally sums it up. I think it's things like that, yeah. and and then yeah. obviously the, they'll view you just on the same level as them, as opposed to being like, oh, he's just like, yeah, and he's just fanboying or whatever. Yeah, because you put you're probably in a situation so many times, especially at award shows, where you're like walking past someone who you're like, holy fucking shit, like, yeah, that's like Beyonce. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're just like. Oh, that's J Lo, and that's J Lo's ass. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I bet you, like, that's that's like a. I think that's a really good piece of advice. Is the whole, um, just trying to be like quite level headed about it and you know viewing it. Yeah. And I think Tony Royster, to be fair to him, uh, I I followed what he's been doing recently, and he he's kind of pushing more for like a groove orientated lifestyle with the drums, and he's trying to be a lot more because I know at one he just wanted to be the like fastest, you know the best um uh, you know chops and stuff like that and i think now he's kind of like taking a step back because i watched one of his insta videos the other day and he said exactly that you know he was like i'm trying to like um but yeah i'm glad he's a nice guy that's cool oh dude he was so cool like uh yeah it was really cool and i got to watch him uh, charlie pooth was playing right before us at this thing so I was literally like standing. I got all these videos on my phone of just like <laughs> but I just got to watch him, and it was almost like he's almost like so good that it looks weird. Yeah, like you know what I mean, like it's like I don't know. There's this like different thing where it's like literally he's just like I don't understand. Yeah. I don't know. Like yeah, it's not like he's playing anything crazy, yeah. but like there's some people who you just want, and it, they're just so next level that it's like. It, it doesn't it make any sense. Like, yeah, it's I've, like, I've seen a few drum clinics. We had Dave Weckl up in England. Oh, yeah. Um, I've seen Thomas Lang. Oh, um, my God. Anakin Niles we had. Jojo Mayer. People like that. Um, really? Yeah. And you watch these guys. And like you said, it's just, it just doesn't really seem like they're like... I don't, they're, their movements are so fluid. 
Yeah. And it almost just goes from like one drum to the other without, and it makes like 15 sounds. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, like how we, on earth are you doing? And that's the same with Lana Lewis. Like I imagine if I ever get to see him live. Yeah. It's that like grace of like being that good, you know? Yeah. Just being so gentle, but so aggressive and like. Yeah. And like hardly moving your hand and it's just like this huge sound. Yeah. I guess this just comes from time. Like, yeah. Right? Just like a lot. I wonder how many hours these guys have behind the drum. You know, like. Yeah. Well, a lot of these guys are a lot older than us as well. I think. You know? Yeah. Like some of these yeah. guys are at double our age, so they've had yeah. they've had twenty or twenty five years more practice than we have. You know. Yeah. It's a long time to perfect. Totally. Yeah. So I think that's something that I've tried to kind of get my mentality around because before, um, you know, I was watching these guys like you know Josh Devine. Yeah. Play for One Direction, yeah. So you watch these guys, and he's like, you know, he's like 23, and he's playing some of the biggest gigs in the world, and you're like, I, you know, I want that, you know, you're like, I want to be 23 and playing these gigs, and it it doesn't work like that. Yeah. You, know, you have to realize that it'll come at a time when it'll come, you know, you you can't push that process of time. Yeah. Yeah, like it'll come when it's yeah. when it's. So how old are you now? I'm 28. Yeah. So that that must be like a nice age to be doing these things and yeah yeah but I wish I was you know like I wish I was like nineteen just starting and doing this I thought I was at nineteen I was like yeah I'll be I'm probably not gonna be able to finish high school I was like you know yeah. I'm probably not gonna be able to finish high school because I'm gonna be touring so much yeah yeah and like we're gonna be doing all these TV shows and stuff I'm like yeah, I just won't have time to do high school yeah. I was all prepared when I started high school yeah <laughs> I was like I probably will be able to finish and then it didn't happen. But not that I was, like, sad. I was just, like, you know, living life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's all my yeah, questions. Like, it's all, all in the time. All in, uh... All in good time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, it'll happen sometime. Yeah. Well, you'll have to, um... you have to let me know when you're over here. Yeah. And we'll definitely yeah, have to meet up. Yeah. I think we're there... We're there for a while. Yeah. In, uh... I think we finish. We finished the tour in London. Oh, amazing! Well, we we finished like the European leg of the tour. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and then we have like a week. Yeah, I think we're gonna jump over to Ireland and oh, see. Like, nice. I got a bunch of family in Ireland. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and then and then we go back and we do uh, Wembley uh, Stadium. Wow. We do your um, Wembley is like. That's like it's eighty. It's like eighty thousand people. Yeah, we do cap the capital summer ball or something. Or? Oh yeah, okay, okay, okay. I've got you. Capital FM. They do like a summer ball thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's so fucking crazy. Yeah. Show. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, like I say, you have to let me know, and then hopefully, yeah. if you get a bit of time, we can. Uh, we can That'll be we awesome. Can meet in person. Yeah. Fuck yeah, man! <laughs> I'm into it. <laughs> That'd be awesome. All right. Thank you so much. Thank Dude, you for thank like you, the humblest interview. Today, probably. I mean, not saying the other guy. The guy, the guy's incredible as well. But I mean, it's like this is like the best, you know. When <laughs> well, we'll have to we'll have to chat again soon. Then. Absolutely, yeah. We'll go off the record next time. <laughs> we'll have a catch up. <laughs> Fuck yeah, man. All right, man. Okay, it was great talking to you. You too. I'll talk to you soon, dude. See ya. Bye. <laughs>